Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Slice of Life right here on your Saturday morning. We really appreciate you tuning in week in and week out, and it's my pleasure to talk to so many interesting people in our area and our region, and this week is no exception. And for the first time on our show, it's great to have Kevin Forget. Kevin is the Media Relations Coordinator for Destination Ontario. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, it's a it's a pleasure to have you, and thanks for crossing over the border. Uh, and it was I hope it was an easy trip for you this morning. It, it's so easy, and and you don't realize really it was easy, and it's a short trip. It is indeed, and you know I had some company in from out of town recently, and we took them for a ride, and we said you know if you look over the water over there, you'll see Canada, and they were like thunderstruck by the whole idea so uh, we take it for granted I think Kevin but it's so nice to have another country uh, close by like this you're doing a new initiative uh, called missing you in Ontario correct yeah we really want to say that we are we, we want our neighbors you know we're, we're, <laughs> we're friends right so we're really encouraging folks to hop in the car do a road trip and come and sort of visit us this fall in Ontario and you make it easy as you said you had no trouble getting over the bridge this morning and it's a quick trip I mean it's such a vast area, obviously, in Ontario yep. and other parts of Canada, of course. But it's easy to access so many wonderful attractions within a 30-minute um, drive. It can be a, a day trip, to sure. be honest. It really can be. Um, or it could be one night. It can be three nights. It can be 10 nights if you really want to. And, and getting over the border is super easy. And, and a lot of people who are listening, when they think of, of this area, they think of Niagara Falls, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Toronto, Ottawa. Those are sort of the typical, when we, when we sort of talk to people in Buffalo, Rochester area, what they think of in Ontario. But we're also encouraging people to think maybe just a little bit north. Right now, at this time of the year, places like the Kawarthas, you know, Collingwood, Owen Sound, which are about three hours from Buffalo, um, are absolutely blow your mind spectacular. What is it about those places that are so appealing? Well, the the fall colors are absolutely stunning. And I mean, I know you guys have fall colors here in beautiful Buffalo, but really it's it's sort of the the fall colors, but everything you can do in the area. So we sort of build your own adventure, and it could mean stopping at a winery, could stop at a brewery. Um, we even have, say, in the Collingwood area, something called the Apple Pie Trail. If you love <laughs> apple pie, it's a whole trail designed to stop at great apple orchards, apple pie bakeries, apple cideries, and so that can even be a day trip in its own. Oh my gosh, Kevin, you're singing my tune because <laughs> I love both wine and apple pie, yeah. so I, I'd be in, uh, in heaven on both counts. Well, if you love wine, uh, like we've got 180 different wineries just in Ontario you know, alone. That blows my mind, Kevin. I can't get over how that area, that industry, the whole viticulture uh, industry has exploded in Canada. And I don't think one would necessarily think of Canada as a wine region, but it truly is. It's a huge wine region and all different types of wineries from the big box wineries that, you know, in the on the Lake has to some smaller independent wineries that literally you get to see the owners in there bottling them stuff the stuff themselves so you can kind of pick your own wine adventure and another industry that's really blown up is the craft beer industry 245 different craft breweries in ontario alone so wine craft beer and food definitely the oh, reason to come some of my favorite things in life and as you mentioned cideries too and it's become a real thing nowadays on both sides of the border and in canada as well yeah and, and the nice part of with a lot of these places again you can go in you know do some sampling do some touring see the where they're doing all the different bottling and canning um i love it because 
it's really immersing yourself in the culture, immersing yourself in the different areas and finding out why did they choose this area, say, for a cidery or a winery. And you really get to talk to the people face to face to get the information. I, I love the backstory. Yeah. I mean, that's the fun part, right? Is trying to figure out why this a certain area developed in such a way. And in addition to the great food, wine, beer, cideries, um, nature is a big part, obviously, of that beautiful part of Ontario. I have friends who like to go fishing mm-hmm. um, in areas like Bob Cajun and in other areas where uh, a friend of mine would tell me about camping and you look up and the stars are just something that you can't even envision when you live in a city. Yeah. Uh, so there's so many things from a nature standpoint that really stands out as well. And, and that's what you can do, really pick your own adventure. When you when you talk about camping, you know, we have a huge, what we call Ontario park system, provincial parks. A lot of them are open right through till past the Canadian Thanksgiving, which is the middle of October. Some open past that. And it's, you know, if you have your own tenting, you have your own RV, you can bring that. Some of them even rent cabins and yurts there. And, and then, <laughs> you, you know, the same thing. Look up, see the beautiful stars, um, all the stuff. And and Bob Cajun. I love that you mentioned Bob Cajun because it's an area that is the houseboating capital of Ontario too. Houseboating. Okay. I didn't realize that. I had a neighbor when I was a kid who would go up to Bob Cajun all the time and they just raved about it. And so I didn't realize that it had that kind of cachet, Mm -hmm. but uh, it continues to be a great spot. Also, um, Kevin, I think it's important to talk about um, an act that you folks passed, the Disabilities Act in uh, 2005. The Ontario government passed the Accessibility for Ontarians uh, with Disabilities in 2005. So the reason I bring this up is because you want people who perhaps are disabled to be able to enjoy some of these wonderful uh, attributes in Ontario. Yeah, and it's nice because no matter, you know, if you're going shopping, you're going to different restaurants, all are accessible, but even attractions. So say, for example, right now for fall colors, the ski hills aren't open for skiing, but the gondolas are now, the ski lifts are turned into gondolas where you can take that to the top of the hill and look at the fall colors. Those are accessible too. Wheelchairs, scooters, all of that stuff can get onto those and, and still be able to Isn't enjoy the colors. Great. Nobody yeah. has to be excluded. No, and they shouldn't. Right. Yeah. That's right. Talk about a room with a view, huh? Yeah. Seeing the colors from up high like that. Now, one of the things we notice, there's many similarities between Americans and Canadians, <laughs> of course, but sometimes you spell things a little differently than we do. Not right or wrong, it's just different. I was going to say, who actually so, spells, spells it right? I know, right? I won't even make a judgment on that. But I love this idea of the all we need is you in Ontario, and it's the letter U. Your neighbors to the north, of course you spell neighbors with a U. So much to savor, flavor, the amazing fall colors, as you mentioned. What else do you recommend at this time of year, Kevin? To bring people to Ontario, to get the you in Ontario. So, you know, we, we talked about the food, we talked about the wine, the beer, and all of that stuff. But really, we want to talk about some of the, the outdoor hiking, adventures, yes. lookout points. We have, uh, looking at some of the history of Ontario, great different uh, um, old fire towers that used to, you know, be used back in the day where, you know, firefighters would be able to climb up to see if there was fires before they actually have radios. Those are now transitioned into lookout points. So you get to climb to the top of the different fire towers and overlook these spectacular lookouts, um, and which is nice. We have the waterfall tours, places like, you know, Hamilton, which isn't far from here, Owen Sound a couple of hours, and uh, beautiful hiking trails where you can see these different waterfalls, fall colors, camping, and and, and it's it's funny because you mentioned the U and putting, you know, all the, you know, spelling we put a special website together for our American friends to come to Ontario <laughs> and the website's fall in Ontario.com. And it's nice because when you go there, we've done some of the, the different uh, transitions. So when we talk about in Canada and Ontario, we do everything by kilometer system, but for you guys, right. it's miles. So when we said the distance from Buffalo, say to Collingwood, we've done it. So now it shows how many miles it is. Perfect. You know, in, in color, when we say fall colors, 
We took the U out just for you guys, so then it was spelled the same for, well, for a buffalo. You talk about attention to detail. You've got that covered. I'd be remiss, too, if we didn't talk about the economic impact. Mm-hmm. And in a good way for those of us who are using the dollar, very strong right now. So it's a favorable time, with a U, yeah. for us to go to Canada, <laughs> right, and spend some money. Yeah, More bang for your buck, for sure. Yes, you know, I don't yes. know the exact rate right now as we're talking, but well, I would say it changes. about $75 American will get you about $100 Canadian. So an extra 20 Five bucks, which is pretty nice. It absolutely is nice, especially if you're spending a couple of days. It mm-hmm. really adds up. And uh, for folks who want to go for perhaps a day or maybe make a week of it, is there enough to do for a week, would you say? <laughs> or do, would you need six months? I or... would say there's enough to do for six months, but uh, you can definitely you know, choose your own adventure. And, and if you're not familiar with Ontario, um, what we've also done on the website was, was we've given suggested itineraries, suggested road trips, suggested places if you're going to spend a couple of days that involve a little bit of adventure, relaxation, food wine, beer, all that stuff. It strikes me too, Kevin, that it it perhaps is viewed as an untapped area for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. And that's why you're doing this initiative as well, that maybe people think in many ways, very stereotypically like they do about Buffalo, oh, it's cold 10 months out of the year. Is this one of the reasons you want to sort of demystify the tourism industry? Yeah, we are our climate is very similar. We yes. have almost the exact same weather as, as you guys do here in Buffalo. So it's say like, you know, it's not like polar bears and snow all the time, <laughs> right? We're only a couple of hours away. So, you know, try it out. Fall is such a small window. So if you have no plans next weekend, we're opening the doors to you. Come visit us. Love it. And before we close, it would be important to talk about where we can find all that great information. What website do you recommend? And also in social media, where are you found? Yeah, so fallinontario.com is for you, our American visitors, to go there and get information. And everything social media-wise, it's at Ontario Travel. Easy enough. And that's obviously Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Everything. And you must love it when people tag you, right? Yeah. When they do come to Canada yes. and tell you. Beautiful. Show us those Instagram photos. We want to see them. It's going to make you feel good. Kevin Forget, great to have you on this morning. Thank you so much. Best of luck with uh, Destination Ontario. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Back after this. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. Escaping somewhere this summer? Whether you're hitting the beach, taking the family camping, or lounging by the pool, take your favorite news, sports, music, and podcasts with you. How? Just download the free Radio.com app and start listening now. Download it today on your phone or connected device, or listen on your smart speaker. Wherever summer carries you, you can listen live, anytime, anywhere. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostess, Brenda Alacy. And welcome back to this edition of Slice of Life on your Saturday morning. Thanks so much for tuning in. And it's a privilege for me to be here week in and week out talking to the movers and shakers in our community. And it's busier than ever, it seems, nowadays with all the great activities happening throughout Western New York, Southern Ontario, the entire region. It's a pleasure to welcome for the first time to the show, Peter Burakowski, who is the VP of Marketing and Organizational Strategy for 43 North. Peter, by the time I give out your whole name and title, the show's almost over. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Thanks so much for coming in this morning. Thanks for having me. Now, for folks who may be uninitiated about what 43 North is or sees it and isn't quite sure what it is or, you know, certainly heard about it, how do you describe uh, what the company is or the organization? So we've been around for six years now, and we are a $5 million startup competition and accelerator program. So what does that mean? We're attracting some of the best young uh, companies from across North America and beyond uh, to apply for the chance to receive funding uh, in the form of investment from 43 North uh, uh, to grow their companies here in our community. So uh, we've had 44 companies that have won over the first five years of the competition. They've come from all across the US, parts of Canada, from Israel and Taiwan. And, uh, and those companies have created more than 550 jobs here in our community. They've raised more than $280 million after winning our competition. Um, and so what they're really doing is helping to spark uh, the next wave of, of entrepreneurship here in our community. Do you think it's easier for folks who are local to get involved? I mean, I'm really impressed with the fact that you have a scope that's literally international with, from China to, you know, the U.S. and beyond. Yeah, for the companies themselves, uh, it's a mix of ones from all over and from our community. And in fact, the company that has uh, been the real star of our portfolio so far, ACV Auctions, they've created mm-hmm. more than 300 jobs here in our community. They were uh, they came out of Western New York, um, and so it's a mix of local companies and those from uh, pretty far away. And the other thing I always say is that um, it's always really easy to understand, you know, the role of the founder, the entrepreneur that that, that uh, forms these companies, or maybe even the people that invest in them. You watch Shark Tank and you see how, right. how folks uh, assess the, the quality of companies, decide if they're going to put their own money into it. But what folks don't always think about is that there are so many other roles of how you can get involved with startups. So whether it's as a customer or as a supplier, a service provider, or as an employee. You know, so if you go to the 43 North website, you'll see that there's a section that's a job board, and you can see all the different uh, positions that 43 North companies are hiring for and that other startups from around West New York are hiring for as well. And 43 North refers to the latitude, right? Yeah, that's right. So it's not a coincidence that that uh, particular uh, name and location, if you will, is sort of the, the, the representation of the company. That's right. You know, this is really about trying to grow the entrepreneurial community here in right. Western New York. And when we're looking for companies to apply to our competition, we're very overt about that. We're looking for companies that have a lot of potential to grow and produce, you know, jobs and uh, and generate wealth for our community and, and do it that, that in our community part is the biggest part of that, you know, saying, you know, what can Buffalo offer? Do we have the right fit of talent here in our community? Do we have uh, uh, important partners they can work with here in Western New York? We ask those questions really early in the process to make sure that by the time we get to the companies they'll be pitching live on, on stage at, at Shays, that um, we have a really high degree of confidence that they, they'd be a good fit for our community. And with it come, with folks coming from all over the world, how do they become aware of this, Peter? Is it through social media? Is it through other entrepreneurs? Is it referral-based, all of the above? It is all of the above. And um, what's really been great is that year over year, we've built a, a strong reputation of uh, being a great program to, to help uh, companies grow and scale. Um, so, yeah, one way is that we, we do a lot of paid social media across North America. Uh, we've had some great media relations work where we've had stories in Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Fortune, USA Today, USA Today every major uh, kind of uh, national outlet that touches business, we've had coverage in it. But a lot of it's been relationship-based. So um, we built up relationships with more than 500 investors across North America. And these really are the folks that are the trusted voices when it comes to you know what's happening with, on, with uh, startups and entrepreneurship. 
uh, we get a lot of great referrals from them. And we also uh, work with other incubators and accelerator programs across North America. Um, we usually are the next step after them in terms of the stage of development of companies. So we get a lot of good referrals from them. Then also we have our own portfolio of companies that now we have 44 companies that have done really well. They can they can speak for themselves of, of what a great experience is here, how supportive not just 43 North is, but Buffalo as a community. And so they, they tend to be some of our best referrers as well to take their peers. They can identify who's a great startup, also who would be really strong in Buffalo. Um, and then they send them our way as well. That's great. So they have an instinct for that, right? Yeah, for sure. And and what you find is that um, uh, it's somewhat of a small world of of startups. You know, as you right. start getting into it, there's uh, uh, as you get to dive deeper into the big markets where you see a lot of companies coming out of of San Francisco, mm-hmm. New York, and Boston. We built strong relationships there. We also have built great relationships in Toronto and in Kitchener Waterloo area in Ontario is also mm-hmm. a big hub for for startups. Um, and in, in other cities across uh, U.S. as well. So um, that's been really uh, great for us. As we've, in year over year, as we've had more success, it becomes a virtuous cycle, and you get great companies coming away based upon our reputation and referrals from other people. So it really isn't a hindrance, Peter, when you talk about a city like Buffalo, an older, you know, smaller city in the Northeast, versus what I consider to be these cutting-edge cities mm-hmm. that have all of these, you know, entrepreneurs and these startups, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, you yeah. know, even the Southwest and Phoenix and New Mexico and certainly the Midwest, even Chicago. I mean, can yeah. Buffalo really play in that league? You know what it is? It's um, it's really a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. So, um, so 80% of, of dollars that go to support startups go to those big three markets of San Francisco, Boston, or New York. Um, it's also really expensive to be in those places, and it's really challenging to compete for the right talent in those markets because there's so there's so much money at play there, and so and and so what a lot of folks are finding is that that's you know if that they want to be in a market where um, they can have a better cost of living, um, that they can find talent uh, more affordably. That's where Buffalo starts coming into play. But then I think then it's really the layer over the top of that where you say, well, what kind of key partners do we have in, in West New York you know, that might be uh, an important customer for these companies? Or do we have you know, a particularly uh, strong set of talent relative to what they're doing? That's where it gets into the conversations with them. So there's some cases where Buffalo really um, is by far the stronger choice because of what the, a very specific asset we have in our community. That's our job is to try to, to tease that out early in the process mm-hmm. and to find those companies that there was that unique fit. We're not for everybody. We don't try to be. We try to find the companies that have a really uh, strong reason to be here anyways. There's been a lot of news lately about the lack of uh, finding qualified uh, employees, candidates for jobs, the hiring mm-hmm. crisis, staffing is an issue. Is that something that you're up against as well? You know, I think um, I think that's a uh, talent is a something that many communities are challenged with, and um, I, I give hats off to the folks at Invest Buffalo Niagara on the uh, recent initiative they put forth, uh, be in Buffalo to try to attract some of um, the expats of our community back into into Buffalo or to find other talent that might be attracted to what Buffalo has to offer. Um, that's something that you know we we can try to be supportive of them on. Uh, we also uh, are partnering with uh, Viaduct on a new. Uh, um, uh, service that we'll be doing in, in conjunction with Invest Buffalo Niagara. We'll be announcing that in the next couple of weeks here. Um, and uh, yeah, the thing is, like, talent is something that every community is competing for. So, um, one, 43 North is attracting the founder talent here and, and also the teams that come with them. And we, we always need to be, to be looking how can we bring more really talented people to our community, 
but also how do we ensure that members of our community at whatever stage of, of their career they are or age are being prepared for the jobs that are, are emerging now, right? right? So that's where you're getting into workplace uh, training. That's where you're looking at you know, high schools and colleges to ensure that they have the right programs that 10 years down the road from now will be you know, filling the roles that will be being created. Right, viable companies that yeah. will last. Peter, and the scope is really amazing from software platforms, medical devices, consumer products, AI, uh, really a wide range of industries that you cover yeah. uh, with these startups across the U.S. Yeah, it really is a, a whole range. And when you look at this year's finalists, uh, it really it goes everything from a, uh, uh, a company called RoboDub that uh, is making um, like uh, basically what you're seeing for Amazon these days for picking up packages in the air and delivering oh, it. Yes. Uh, they've got a version of, of that, a drone that can pick up multiple packages and balance it in the air by having <laughs> the, the rotors move back and forth and, and ensure flight you know, with, uh, with uneven loads on it. You've got stuff like that. So you have companies like Peanut Butter uh, that is uh, helping employers uh, provide a benefit to, um, to their employees um, to help um, with their student loan debt. So uh, it's really a wide range of things, and that's where, it's, that's where things get really fun this year, uh, because this year we've introduced something called the Startup Madness Bracket Challenge. So if you go to 43north.org, you'll see a button right in the middle of our, our homepage, uh, and if you click on that, it brings you to this, this Startup Madness Bracket Challenge. And what it is is you, we have the 16 finalists. You can read about them, but then you get to choose who you think is going to make it first through our first cut down to 10, who do you think will win one of our eight prizes, and who do you think will win our grand prize of a million dollars. So if you do that, it takes you five minutes to, to fill it out. Um, you'll be then entered in for a chance to win a suite to a Buffalo Sabres game. Nice. It's a good year to be getting a suite it, to a Sabres absolutely. game. Absolutely, yeah. Know? This so, is definitely the year to be there. Oh, that's a wonderful prize. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Great incentive. And, you know, with Buffalo being such a sports-crazy town, how great to make that analogy. Sort oh, of yeah. your own version of March Madness or Bracket Madness. Yeah, and it also ties into something that that we that we're saying about this year's finals is that we're really trying to you know bring it up even another level. Right. So yes. uh, the experience that that attendees are going to have will be something between the cross uh, of a a sporting event. Who wants to be a millionaire and Shark Tank? <laughs> you know, so, all three in one. Yeah, it's gonna it'll be a lot of drama to it. It'll be really entertaining. What we find is we have folks from the business community that come to learn about the next great companies that'll be coming to Western New York. We also see folks out there as a date night. We're seeing you know uh, people bring their kids as a family night out. So it's just a great uh, free night at Shays. Um, and, and it's October 30th, October 30th, 6 p.m. So you could go right after work for m many people. Yeah. And, and one thing we're emphasizing a lot this year is that we're expecting a packed house and tickets are general admission. So what you want to do is get there plenty early, you know, get there not at, you know, 559. Five yeah. You know, you want right, to be there at least a half hour early to ensure that you get the seats that you're looking for. That sounds great. And again, it's October 30th. So just a few days away, 6 p.m. at Shays and it's 43 north.org uh, excuse me 43north.org for more information and peter you mentioned about bringing families so this is a family friendly event and i want to tie that into you you are a young dad with uh four children correct yes that's right and young children and so you and this program launched as you mentioned six years ago and you've been on board ever since yeah. does this give you hope for the future when you in fact are raising young kids you're still a young man yourself does this make you feel like yeah things are happening in this community and it's good for the next generation 
Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm also a bit of a history buff, and you go back to Buffalo's origins as an entrepreneurial center. We had more millionaires per capita than any other city in, in the country at the turn of the 20th century. We, we were the eighth largest city. Why was that? Because we took big risks because we were entrepreneurial. We're going back to those roots. And then when you look forward from that, yeah, these are creating the opportunities for my kids who are, you know, ages seven. And I have triplet daughters that are five years old. So my four kids, I look at what they're going to experience 15 years from now, and we're playing the seeds for that. So, you know, while 43 North is fun and entertaining in itself for the finals, it's also part of a much bigger picture of laying the groundwork for the next jobs and the wealth creation for our community. It's so true. And it looks like you're getting good support from um, state government. I know that Governor Cuomo actually put out the press release about announcing the finalists yeah. for the sixth annual competition. Uh, and I noticed that, uh, too, Kathy Hochul has been involved, the lieutenant governor, of yep. course. What's it been like in terms of government support and partnership? New York State and, and Governor Cuomo have been a tremendous supporter of 43 North. Um, and, you know, so between uh, funds that have come via uh, the New York Power Authority and Empire State Development, that, that has covered over the, the last, you know, six years uh, the majority of our budget. And beyond that, it's this commitment to building an entrepreneurial ecosystem in Buffalo that uh, will have lasting impact. And to have that vision, to recognize that, you know, when you plant these seeds, they don't just, you know, grow overnight. It takes consistent effort um, and recognizing that we are playing the long game. So, I, you know, we're really appreciative of Governor Cuomo for that, really appreciative of our, our supporters on the state side. We couldn't do this without them. It's so nice to hear good news about government actually helping people when it's when generally they're in the crosshairs, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like they're coming through. Do you also get support from city and county government? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, less so on the funding side of it and more on support for our portfolio mm-hmm. companies, ensuring that they feel really welcome here in our community, opening doors for them. Uh, that goes on the government side of it. It also goes to the business community side of things. That's one of the things that our companies come back to over and over again. It's the network that 43 North opens up to, but also that just our community embraces them with, even when it's not a direct connection from us. So whether it's government, business leaders, you know, neighbors that that welcome folks in the community when they're coming from other cities, um, it's this makes a big difference in how these companies feel about growing their companies here in Western New York. You know, as a native Buffalonian, I never thought I'd see this renaissance in my lifetime. It's so exciting. Thank you for doing what you're doing with this organization, 43north.org. And uh, Peter, one last time, when is the date for the uh, competition? It's coming up this Wednesday, October 30th at 6 p.m. at Shays. Go to 43north.org for tickets and remember, get there early. And it's free. It's free. It's even better. Yeah. Thanks a million, Peter. Thank you so much. It was Peter Barakowski who is the VP of Marketing and Organizational Strategy for 43 North. It'll put a wrap on this edition of Slice of Life on this Saturday morning. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Our thanks to Kevin Carr for taking care of our technical support. And go Bills. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520.